Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Cosmic Cafe, live from New York Comic Con. I'm Isla Ruby and we have a very special interview for you today with Vivian Medrano from Has Been Hotel. She's just finished the panel where they announced the stellar voice cast for the show and we had some questions. So without further ado, enjoy! So, hi, nice to, nice to talk to you. So this, you just said, is your first Comic-Con. Have you, um, have you gone down to the show floor? Have you seen any cosplay from Hasbun? No, well, so I haven't gone to the show floor yet um, okay. here, but I have seen cosplays like at other cons and stuff like that, and I know they go hard. So yes. I can only imagine what they are for I, this I, con. I saw Charlie. It was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. So definitely get the chance. Um, so if you can you talk a little bit about the transition from like, Patreon and, and YouTube for the pilot to A24, what did that look like? How did that all happen? So That's the dream. Yes, oh my gosh. So yeah, so everything I've made for really like my whole early career and my whole life has been through crowdfunding and through um, commission and freelance and just like working my way up. And thankfully, like I kind of was fortunate enough to like gain a, an audience for my work early enough that you know I started to be able to rely on things like Patreon and, and crowdfunding, eventually merch to kind of sustain these projects and build them. Um, so the Hasbun pilot, um, when I first made it on YouTube, it started very small. Like I put my savings into it. I kind of put everything I had into it to start it up to like pay for like the people helping me in the yeah. beginning. And and then as it went, we like through the crowdfunding and through the support, we were able to afford like you know more people and it got bigger and his songs and all these things and it just grew um and so to be able to have like a studio behind that that is just supporting it from the word go and being able to kind of just make it on this bigger scale was definitely like a learning experience but it was really exciting and it was amazing that we were able to do that so you, you talked about the learning experience a little bit. Um, can you talk about, so obviously a pilot is very different than like a season of television, eight, mm-hmm. eight episodes. Can you talk about um, anything that was challenging or you know, alternately really gratifying about pulling that off? Because that's quite a feat. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was a very big difference, obviously. Like focusing on one 30-minute short for like multiple years was like definitely like we could kind of put our whole focus in it and it was, you know, really scrappy and made with love and everything like that. Whereas the process for a full season is like, obviously it's multiple episodes, so it requires much more of a pipeline. It requires much more planning and much more development. And thankfully I had a little bit of experience with pipeline because in kind of the, the development of has been, I have another series uh, that's very similar. So I was able to kind of like, even though that one was still indie as well, I got to like learn how my studio operates and how, I'm comfortable working and so when we went into production for season one of has been it felt very natural and but it was like it was a huge challenge like to just in general work with a studio and kind of this bigger um, pipeline for the first time now I know so season one is coming out in January Um, it it got a two season order can you share anything about season two are you in development on it like where where are you in the making of so we currently are writing it, which is okay. really exciting. Um, it's a very, very exciting new story. Obviously, it follows the events of season one, which people haven't seen yet, but I'm so excited. Um, I think it picks up in a perfect way. It focuses on uh, a very fun villain, and um, a vi- and it's a villain that we do meet in season one, so okay. it's very exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited by this process starting again. 
What can you tell us about Charlie's story in season one, you know, her arc, anything that, what's she going to go through? What's, what's her deal? So Charlie's biggest challenge in season one is that they're kind of like, right in the first episode, we kind of find out that there's a, a kind of new challenge to the hotel that kind of creates a, um, a ticking clock for her to kind of prove it. And um, that kind of ends up being the kind of challenge of the first season is that she has this like obstacle to overcome past just proving it's possible in the first place. There's kind of a time element. Um, so there's, you know, it, it, I think that like gives a good sense of what the season will kind of be. But it's also full of like getting to know these characters and getting to understand like why Charlie is the one at the center of it. So we just got to see um, and hear the music from, you know, that opening in, in the first episode. Is there going to be more music as we go on through the series? You know, it's like your hallmark. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you talk about that or tease anything? Absolutely. So every, every episode has more than one song in it. So it's super musical. It's saturated with songs. <laughs> um, the songs are totally varying in the kind of genre and the kind of sound and who performs them. Um, it's very based on what character is performing. So, you know, there's so many different kinds of music that kind of fit the different kinds of characters performing. And i um, very excited for people to hear it because it's, yeah, there's a lot of music in the show. <laughs> um, so I think originally has been was going to premiere in the summer. Uh, announced in January. Can you talk at all about like delay or scheduling or or no? Um, so the biggest like thing about um, the 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 change was really just that at first um, Hasbro didn't have a distribution partner, um, and so when Prime Video came in, it was so exciting. But obviously, a lot of things had to like go into play for that, and so it kind of pushed out you know when the original like aim was when it was um, when it was with A twenty four exclusively. So so it was really, it's really exciting. And I think the show is going to like, I think it's a better time for it. I think it's fresh and it's exciting and it's going to be way more accessible um, in that way. Did you, you know, when you created these characters, when you created the series, did you ever expect that there was going to be this kind of fan reaction and just, you know, it resonating so much with people? When I first made it, I did not. Like, it had a following in the sense that, you know, I'd been growing my audience and I had a following and I knew people were going to watch it and I knew it was going to be for them. But I, like, did not, like, it exploded in a way that I never thought it would and it kind of went past that that audience that I'd already built it like it, it was like the world all of a sudden and so and that's now become like such a passionate fan base for like for all like my Helloverse projects and it's so so cool and I'm so honored that it's it's a really passionate fan base and so I I want to do right by everybody and I think I think we do okay so if you were a character and have in a hotel in season one who would you be and why? Oh my gosh. I, I always joke that I wouldn't fare very well. I would fare very well with Charlie. Um, so I'm wondering if there's a character that like obviously she like be friends. I feel like all the characters are cooler than me. So like I couldn't really be any of the characters. But if I was like a sinner in this world, I would want to go to the hotel because Charlie would actually be nice to me in this hellish world. <laughs> why do you think... Um, so it resonates a lot. Why do you think, you know, it, it's hit that nerve? What do you think the... I think there's a lot of thank you <laughs> I I really think what made it different was that the show um, and I it kind of came from 
this inside me is that I really like when things and, and shows and stories allow the characters to be flawed and allow them to grow and to change. And I think that's something that's, you know, the world is not black and white. And I like things that explore the gray in that and the complexity of life and of mistakes and of things like that. And I think there's also a very, very queer element in the show. Like it's an incredibly queer show. And, um, and that's also something that matters a lot to me. But I think in media especially, um, there's a lot of like media that doesn't allow queer characters to be flawed or to, you know, not be like a perfect representation of what, you know, whatever identity they have. And I think that really resonated with a lot of people and a lot of like um, the, uh, queer people because it is a show that, uh, that says, hey, it's okay to be kind of like yourself and make mistakes in coming into yourself. So I think that's really what resonated about it. Or at least I feel like it resonates with me. So maybe that's what resonates with others. Um, was there anything, so, you know, you have hell of a boss, you have, you have husband. Is there anything else floating around that maybe you're thinking about adding to this universe, not that you can share? Um, there's so many things that I want to add to this universe. I, I, this universe itself is expanding. It's very big and there's yeah. so many sides to it. So obviously has been is, um, a very, is like the main side. It deals with, with Lucifer and, and Charlie being the princess of hell and heaven and these kind of big grand themes of redemption and what does that mean? And it's much more kind of like biblically sourced. Whereas, um, I have another series in the same universe called Hell of a Boss and that one deals with like the sins and and the hellborn species and kind of how that kind of exists separately to the the things happening and has been and so for me there's so many stories in this universe so there's lots of things that could either be added to has been or be their own thing or just things like that but it's a very like it's kind of an ever-expanding helliverse i call it do you ever see a live action version happening at some point or do you think animation is is your happy place I love animation. Obviously, it's my world, and I feel like it's where the characters get to be the most expressive and the most themselves and the most freedom of, like, who we can cast and whatever. But I would love someday for there to be a has-been or, or a has-been-related um, Broadway musical. Because <laughs> the stage, like, the stage is what inspires so much about what I do, and it would be so cool. It would be the coolest thing ever. Like, Broadway already is such a like big influence on me and I'm such a big like theater fan that it would be like unreal to have like characters I made yeah. like on stage in any way. My mind is like blown by that. I can make the, yeah, <laughs> like that's fantastic. Um, okay, so there are, there are some differences between the, the pilot and, and the, new, the new season. Can you talk about that at all? You know, talk about how that works or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, like the biggest changes are kind of obviously the the um, visual style was is very polished versus what it was in the yeah. original pilot. Um, the original pilot like was the first big project it ever made like that. So it's very messy. Um, I hadn't yet learned to like kind of like like overhead things in the way that I do now, and I've kind of learned to like really get that cohesive look to things. 
Um, and so I did so much learning on that original pilot and on like the early um, seasons of my other series that I was able to apply to Hasbin when it when we started on it. So it's so much more polished. The characters kind of have like a little bit of an upgrade in their looks. They're a little bit more animation friendly and a little bit more like eye catchy. Um, and um, it's just it's been like a really cool thing to see how how much more realized the the new series is um but the events of the original pilot i did want to kind of honor so the series somewhat kind of piggybacks off the events established in the pilot um but kind of with a fresh coat of paint in the new kind of storyline can you talk about um you know your writing your writing process what does that so you have you have an idea for the episode what does that go through in your head like how do you you know how do you turn that into a season. So I'm very, I, I jokingly say this and it's kind of become like an adopted like catchphrase for the show that, or at least for me, is that um, Hasbin is a comic book show, like a comic book show, only the comic doesn't like physically exist, <laughs> kind of exists in my head. So it is kind of like a very intense lore and it's a very like, there's mysteries and there's twists and there's turns and there's arcs for the characters and there's big reveals and there's secret characters to come and all these things that like kind of like a traditional comic book would have. So, you know, it's the writing for it for me, it's like so much in my head. And then um, when we get into the writer room and when we like create the map for the season, um, it's just like kind of all this all this info dumping and like all this like you know this is what's going to happen so maybe we should like lay the foundation in this episode and kind of let it play out and stuff so there's so much of like things to keep track of but it's really exciting for me is there anything that um you feel has like inspired you when you're you know creating this show any influences that um you know have been in your head while you've been making it my biggest influences are really with music and with like the, the the musical side of things I obviously like turn to music for inspiration and even like to get a vibe of a character I kind of like put on I make a playlist for like what I think the character would li listen to or like what songs just remind me of them and that kind of helps um to kind of get into the vibe um I can't really like I have so many influences as just a filmmaker and as a creator but um, has been does feel like it came from like my desire for I also adore adaptation of like any kind especially of, of um, pre-existing pre mythos or or lore or folklore and things like that and so has been obviously comes from like biblical sources or like um, demonology and it's like my take on like kind of pre-established things okay um, Okay, so is there anything you want your, your fans, you know, the, the greater has-been world to know that we haven't talked about? Oh my gosh, I, I'm really just excited for people to see it. Like, it's been so long in the making and so long in the waiting, and I know everyone's really, like, dying for it. It's been so long and so anticipated. So for me, like, obviously I don't want to spoil anything, um, but I can say that, like, it's like I'm so proud of it. I feel like the season really does deliver. It's eight episodes of just nonstop, jam-packed like music and and story. And I feel like every character gets their moment. And there's obviously a really fun new villain that people haven't seen yet. And I just I can't wait for people to see these characters in action in this way. And I can't wait for them to see where the story goes. Thank you so much. This of has been course. Wonderful. Thank you.
Thank you for listening. You can find the companion article for this podcast, along with all the other news for those who like superheroes, science fiction, and fantasy films, TV shows, and other media at thecosmiccircus.com. Have a great day.